0: Good morning. Good morning, everyone. I am Deb Creer. I'm the socialite, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And I am so excited today because we truly have one of the industry giants in social media with us today. And so thank you so much, Ted Rubin, for joining us. Wow, industry
1: giants. I never thought of myself as tall or big.
0: Well, you are—you're just fabulous. Your presence is one of those that is fascinating, and you—you're such a delight to connect with, and so inspirational and motivational. And more importantly, you know what the heck you're doing. Well, so, thank
1: yeah. you, because I got to tell you, I always wanted to hit six foot when I was a kid. I'm five eleven. Wow. Back when I was a teenager, I would have paid you good money if you could and gotten on a stretch machine if you had told me it would work. <laughs> I swear. What?
0: And it is one of those things I've I've had a lot to do with uh, college athletics, especially, and and you know those the, the the quarterback especially who is the five eleven and three quarters. You're yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, but well, I mentioned you're an industry giant, but there are maybe one or two people who don't know anything about you. So let me give folks just a little bit of your background. So Ted Rubin is a leading social marketing strategist, keynote speaker brand evangelist, and acting CMO of Brand Innovators. In March of 2009, he started using and evangelizing the term ROR, which is for return on relationship. And that's also the hashtag R on R. Ted left his position as chief social marketing officer of Collective Bias on August 31st of 2013. He still remains the fifth largest stockholder. In the words of Collective Bias co-founder John Andrews, quote, Ted, you were the vision, heartbeat, and soul of Collective Bias. Thank you for building a great company. From innovations like CB Socially to the amazing relationships you built with the blogger community, clients, and employees, you drove the epic growth. You will be missed, end quote. Many people in the social media world know Ted for his enthusiastic, energetic, and undeniably personal connection to people. Ted is the most followed CMO on Twitter, according to Social Media Marketing Magazine, one of the most interesting CMOs on Twitter, according to Say Media. He's only number 13 on Forbes' top 50 social media power influencers, but he's number two on the lead tail list of top 25 people most mentioned by digital marketers. Return on Relationship, again, that's R-O-R, is the basis of Ted's philosophy. It's all about relationships. His book, Return on Relationship, was released in January of 2013, and he had a new book that came out earlier this year called How to Look People in the Eye Digitally. You can find him at TedRubin.com or, of course, on Twitter at Ted Rubin. So again, Ted, welcome.
1: Well, it's how, I'm happy to be here. You know, normally I get a little bit, I don't like when people read out that high, whole bio. I always <laughs> assume they're just going to post it on a landing page, but you you do it so well. It just. I enjoy listening. I mean, I could sit here and listen to you all day. Maybe the well, maybe audience wants to hear you instead of me.
0: No, 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 no. We are here to talk to you because you are the expert, but it's, it's going to be so much fun because I love it when I do this. I, I learn so much and hopefully maybe sometimes the people learn from me, but it is something that is so fascinating. You know, I've been in the world of social media, <coughs> excuse me, for four or five years, you know, really using it and almost every day. I seem to learn something new. There's new things that come out. One of the biggest things that I'm exploring now is Blab, you know, and and all of those things. And, And to me, that's what makes social media so interesting. It is continually changing.
1: Well, you know, technology is advancing so quickly that, you know, you sit there and, and guys were using Periscope and Meerkat and, and right. making their own blabs before there was mm-hmm. blab. They were holding up, mm-hmm. they were using their iPads next to their iPhones right. so that they could show other people. And mm-hmm. then obviously someone said, hey, we can do that a lot better. And mm-hmm. with the technology available, you can make those things happen so quick. The, the problem or the, or the hard part. Is making mm-hmm. those things stay around long enough that we get to use right. them? Like, you know, mm-hmm. I, you know, a lot of us see here every day and say, like, I, I, I hope this doesn't stop because mm-hmm. I love using this platform. You yes. know, like, there's a couple out there that are smaller ones that mm-hmm. some of your audience probably don't know about. One of them is called Medlet, M-E-D-D-L-E, that I-T. And at some point, well, maybe we'll get to it and I'll explain what mm-hmm. it does. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, uh, they're not big. They don't have a lot of funding. And I love using them. And I always worry, damn, what happens, you know, when we're out right. of funding? So right. it's, you know, what I like to say, and I back up a second because you use the word expert when you when you mentioned me. And I try mm-hmm. to stay away from the words expert, the guru, because I think, only thing I'm really expert at is knowing that none of us are real experts right now. And right. that this stuff is evolving so quickly that mm-hmm. it, we, we all, the, the most important thing is learning for yourself is jumping in, is experimenting, yes. is the ability. I mean, you, I'm sure you remember the day uh, when we had to make marketing plans a year in advance, and we, were stuck, mm-hmm. and we were stuck with them. Right. I mean, like we'd be nine months in and something wasn't working, and it'd be like, well, you know, we've already got the media paid for, we've got mm-hmm. the videos, and we've just got to execute for the rest of the year, and let's cross our fingers. But right. now, if people are doing it that way, they're incredibly foolish, and by the way, there still are people doing it that way oh, and, definitely. and, and the, the other people, the ones that are, and this is what's made marketing so hard is that it's evolving every, every day, every week. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you wait too long to, to come up with your strategy and launch it, it's already too late.
0: Right. Well, and, and it really is incredible how things change so quickly and how some of the big guys jump in and jump out and the little guys come in and, and you know, how many people not all that long ago were saying, we absolutely have to have a phenomenal presence on google (laughs) plus and you know and and we all thought okay now granted it's it's their third or even fourth attempt at doing all of this but hello they're google and they are you know more quickly rather than slowly throwing in the towel on some of the things
1: well you know what well first of all you know and you can go back and document this because i wrote about it a number of times i was never a believer because of Google in particular, and I think this is a good warning sign for a lot of things. Be careful of the people that their culture and their DNA is not in the area that they're trying to make an imprint. No matter how right. big and strong they are. That goes from Microsoft, IBM, mm-hmm. you know, Yahoo. Yahoo has become a stalwart of the media business. They have a real significant business. They're not going away, but they're not social. They're mm-hmm. you know, they, they certainly gave up the search end of things to Google, and what happens is when companies like Google, no matter how big and powerful they are, say, hey, we're going to get in and take over uh, social, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I used to say that I thought they should acquire Twitter, and the, the, first of right. all, I think Twitter is like the third largest search engine, so it made sense in that respect, but I, mm-hmm. but I also felt it was because they needed a, a social mentality. Mm -hmm. that was very strong within the company if they were going to compete in that area. So I'm not saying, oh, I knew it, Google would never make it, because I'm not that smart. It was just a feeling, and I've made prognostications like that before about other companies and been wrong. Um, But what I've learned is that companies that... Oh, don't do something I don't- like there will come a day mm-hmm. where something new will come about and Facebook will mm-hmm. not know that, bit, that business right. and the odds are they won't succeed at it if they try to jump into it mm-hmm. and it's one of the reasons by the way that I think Facebook is so incredibly successful um, is that it, it, Mark Zuckerberg doesn't think he knows best about everything and he acquires mm-hmm. and he moves into different spaces when he sees people making headway in that area right. and, he, and he very quickly learns about it but brings in the people that really get it. Mm-hmm. Like the WhatsApp well, people. Well, and he also
0: cuts his losses. Yes. You know, if something doesn't work, he's, he's like, okay, it's not working. Exactly. Oh, and now, all, and, and now, all
1: these people, you know, who invested all this time in Google Plus and and abandoned Facebook, um, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're nervous now. But truth be told, they shouldn't be. Just you know what? It, 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 there was a. And I've been saying this for a long time, but I was at a conference, and this is probably four years ago, and Gary Vanderchuk was on stage with Jerry Resiland. And one of the questions was, you know, what if Twitter closes up tomorrow? And Gary's answer was, to me, the perfect answer. He says, I don't care. It's not about the right. platform. It's about the people. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's why the people who are really building relationships, not just building followings,
0: mm-hmm. are the
1: ones that don't have to worry about those things. Right. Because people will find them wherever they are.
0: Well, and that's exactly what we want to talk about is the fact that, you know, it is that return on relationship. And, you know, we we have all worked with the chief financial officer. We've been the chief. We've been the owner. We've been all of those things where they have said, you know, in the words of Jerry Maguire, show me the money. And, yes, we have to worry about return on investment. We have those silly things called bills that we have to pay. But it is so much more than that. And I love your philosophy about relationships. So talk to us about why a relationship supersedes everything else.
1: Because the relationship is at the core of everything. In other words, first of all, our, our, our world has done what I think is, is come full circle, especially our commerce mm-hmm. world. That, mm-hmm. Back in the day, everyone did business with people they knew. Right. And they really knew them. They knew them, they knew their families, they knew their habits, they knew the guy who was a drinker, they knew who the woman Mm -hmm. who stepped out, and yes, you noticed I said woman, but uh, (laughs) okay, they they knew, uh, I just want to make sure I hold up my end here for the guys. Yes, yes. uh, and they knew their likes, their dislikes, and not only that, mm-hmm. they, they tended to do business with the person that not only had the products, but that they liked best. They liked Joe mm-hmm. and his corner store. They knew that he cared about them. And then so as things evolved and, and, and we became more populated and, and civilization spread into cities and, and more importantly, mass merchandising came mm-hmm. out, we started believing that we could be anonymous. Mm-hmm. And we kind of wrapped our arms around that and said, "Oh, this is exciting like hey I, you know women were saying i can go to the to the to the walmart in my curlers and no one even mm-hmm. no, yes, I did say curlers because yeah. I'm uh, talking about a number of years ago, and, right. and and they and they thought they were anonymous, but they never were, because every mm-hmm. store, every credit card, every bank was always collecting information and data on them and selling it. But we were oblivious to it. But now mm-hmm. it's come to the point we we're we're aware that everything we're doing is being captured and the data is being captured. And you know what? First of all, we realize we're not anonymous. We're happy to mm-hmm. not be anonymous as long as we get value in return. In other words, as long as you pick out a good product for me, you don't just try to upsell me. You care Mm -hmm. about selling me good products, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And to me, that's all at the heart of relationships. We all prefer to do business with people we like versus people we don't. That doesn't mean Mm -hmm. we can always do that. It's not always available. So I'm not Mm -hmm. still, you know, I get a lot of people raise their hand and say, oh, well, that's not true. I shop in a place, well, I hate the owner. I go, I get that. Because sometimes Mm -hmm. it's about price and sometimes it's about commoditization or convenience. But when Mm you put everything as equal, you'd rather do business. I mean, I know myself. And even when I was in the most dire straits financially, when I was fighting, I, you know, I don't know if your audience knows I have to fight to keep my kids in my life. Mm-hmm. It was a four year battle. I was incredibly financially strained. And, mm-hmm. and I would save a nickel by going to different supermarkets. But it got to the point where the supermarket, I, I was always in a bad mood. I always felt bad. I was, I was very stressed. But the supermarket right down the block from me, which is a specialty store, was, they mm-hmm. were always smiling. They got me in and out of there in seconds. They made mm-hmm. me feel good. And you know what? Even in the position I was in, and I am a saver when I get into a position like that, right. I went there because there was value attached to it.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I like them, and they treated me well. And therefore, to me, that equated to more than the pennies I might be saving elsewhere.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, it is about making people feel that they are valued and that they, you know, that, that you appreciate them. You know, I hate it when I go into a business or, you know, post on somebody's Facebook page or whatever and I hear crickets. You know, it's like, well, maybe I'm not going back there. You know, it's it's one of those things that if I have the choice and, and can make, you know, can make a, a different decision, then I will go, you know, drive further, make different phone calls, spend more If I feel that I was valued.
1: Um, absolutely. I'm I'm
0: sorry, Deb, you cut out there for a second. Um, (laughs) can you repeat that? Sure. You know, I, I don't mind spending more, driving further, you know, doing all of those things. If somebody makes me feel valued, you know, it's very annoying to me when I post on, say, a Facebook page and ask a question or I walk into a business and I get ignored. You know, there there is that that touch point of I just want somebody to say hi, how are you? Um, you know, and, and and it comes back to that relationship building.
1: You know, absolutely. Um, I, I got to tell you, I'm having a little trouble. I'm going to try moving where I'm sitting because for some reason okay. you're cutting in and out, and it's making it well, hard. To I'm
0: hearing something that sounds like a saw.
1: Yeah, well, that's I I, I am sitting on my deck where I never have a problem, <laughs> but I'm I'm going to move inside and see if it if it fixes everything.
0: Yeah. Ooh. Better quality sound. Okay, good here we so go I, okay I, I
1: apologize okay. for that but I did get I got everything you said and I, I, yeah. I agree with you 100% and I'm glad you brought something up because you you mentioned you didn't just mention the store you mentioned Facebook and right. you know unfortunately and I, here's a really great tip I'm going to throw in for your audience it, it, whether they're mm-hmm. a small business or even if they're a Fortune 500 company cuz almost everybody overlooks this more bigger companies I think than small but mm-hmm. so many people ignore people on their Facebook page because for some reason they it, look everybody likes to categorize and structure things. So what's happened is Twitter has become the platform for communication. And companies Mm -hmm. and experts and gurus and agencies are all telling brands, oh, you have to communicate on Twitter, but they're all ignoring Facebook. They're using Facebook. First of all, a lot of people are advertising on Facebook. And let's remember, that's not social media. That's advertising on a social Uh media platform. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, if you want to make a difference, if you want to stand out to your consumers in the next 24 hours, mm-hmm. start responding to them on Facebook. And you, right. by the way, people love it. First of all, it's in mm-hmm. full view of everybody, people mm-hmm. see that you recognize them. Even better, go to have someone in your organization go to their page and make a comment, oh. share <laughs> something from their page mm-hmm. on your page and show them that you recognize them. I got to tell you that I hear about these companies that are supposed to be great on social. And I'll even mm-hmm. talk about one that anybody who follows me knows that I am a huge fan of JetBlue. And, mm-hmm. and, and I love what they've done with social and they do an incredible job with Twitter. And they are probably mm-hmm. the, the the state-of-the-art best out there when it comes to relationship building. But try to reply on their Facebook page and get them to reply to you. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's, I mean, it's it's rare and, and few and far between. and it's right. And to me... It's, it's a ball drop. It's frustrating. I mean, mm-hmm. I've had companies I have intentionally not done business with because I'll ask them a question. I mean, I, I, I am a setup qualified buyer. I am saying, Hey, mm-hmm. I have, u-
0: I have money. I have money.
1: <laughs> I have used your competitor's product. I don't like it. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. How much more of a hand raiser do you have to be? Right. Um, I want to know whether your product does this better. Now, mm-hmm. even if you don't want to be a bragging company, you can say, we'd love for you to try it and find out for yourself. A simple reply like that mm-hmm. would make yep. me happy. But I can't tell you how many times on well-known companies' blog, I mean, Facebook pages, I've written things like that over and over and over again, and they never reply to me.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, And, and we, we one of the things that people say is – Well, it takes so much time. I can't do that. So then we got into this automated thing. You know, we automated our our posts. We use Hootsuite. We use Buffer app. And I'm not saying not to use those because in some cases, that's the only way some of this gets done. But when we automate, we don't go to the page. And, you know, I tell my clients, you have to go to your page at least once a day. Now, you know, don't spend hours there unless it's, you know, really necessary. But go and see who commented, who liked, who posted. And even if you just click the like button or say thanks, make them feel welcome.
1: No, no. You know, I'm glad. Again, you must have read my books or something because you're like hitting on every point that you're like teeing it up for me. I wish we were like on a volleyball (laughs) court or something like that because we kick ass. You know, I hope I'm allowed to say that on your show. Yeah, that's Okay, <laughs> good. Um, uh, what I'll tell you is that what you're saying is so on point, but here's a, another thing to realize. It isn't that hard. It doesn't take as much time right. as you think because what they're mm-hmm. failing to realize is most people don't comment. Go to mm-hmm. most of these things. Most of them are likes. Most of them are statements. Mm-hmm. And by the way, do you know, how, you know how easy it is just to like what they wrote as a statement? Just to click a button, a mm-hmm. like button? I mean, that's just so freaking easy. And more importantly, what I like to say is, you know, most people are lurkers. Most people do what I call yes. participate vicariously. So mm-hmm. if they see me answer Deb's question, mm-hmm. they don't come back with a question. They just say to themselves, oh, wow, if he answers Deb's question, I'm sure he would, would answer mine, mm-hmm. mine if I ever had one. And they right. walk away feeling that same connection and relationship building that they would have had if they asked a question themselves.
0: Mm-hmm you know, and and it really as you said it does not take that much time and the the goodwill that you build is so important and then of course you know there is that the flip side of somebody might have made a negative statement And ignoring those is, you know, tantamount to disaster. And and that's one of the things that drives me nuts about business people is they'll say, well, you know, I I don't want to be on Facebook. Somebody's going to say something bad. Well, you know what? If they're saying something bad, they already are. So I want to be there to try to fix it. I don't want to ignore it. I want to tell you something. I search out
1: critics. I love mm-hmm. critics when I work for a brand or when I'm helping a brand. Right. When I was at Elf Cosmetics, I used to scour our pages looking for people that criticized mm-hmm. us. Why? Because, first of all, Critics are incredibly easy to turn around. Now, I'm not talking about haters. Let's not mistake right. that. Not
0: the trolls, no. not the idiots. A- haters,
1: haters hate. Critics, mm-hmm. first of all, most critics who are complaining, there's a lot of other people that have the same complaint. JetBlue likes to say if one person's complaining, there's probably at least another 150 others with the same right. complaint. A- and what I love to do is that, first of all, most, most critics uh, or most complainers, uh, I, I hate to say this, but if you're a brand, especially if you make a product, give them something for free and they love you for life. Oh, yes. Uh, and, and that's just the way it is. It's really not mm-hmm. that hard. Plus, more importantly, they just want to be heard. Just mm-hmm. like you want your husband to pay attention right. to you and not look over mm-hmm. your shoulder at the ESPN scores and nod his head. I like to say if men could just learn, and by the way, I can't learn this either. I can, le- I can <laughs> learn it as a business. I can't learn it as a boyfriend or husband. But if men could just learn to get up and take out the garbage when you ask us to just once, just once.
0: We'd be happy campers. Oh,
1: my God. Okay. And it's the same thing for companies. If people, Mm -hmm. if you just respond, JetBlue doesn't solve most of their problems. They're not taking flights off or finding your Mm -hmm. baggage just because you complained. What they're Mm -hmm. doing is they're listening to you. They're letting you know you're being heard. And that's just Mm -hmm. so critical and important. Plus, when you turn around a critic, I like to say that most critics that you solve their problem, they don't just become advocates, they become dynamic advocates. Right, they sing right. your praises to the world. And, mm-hmm. and it's remarkable how many critics of Elf Cosmetics, Eyes where I was CMO, I turned into major evangelists for the brand just by responding to them. Mm-hmm. And, and right. especially as the CMO. Oh, my God. The chief marketing officer replied to me. I mean, I tell this mm-hmm. to C-suite people all the time. I wrote a post recently about how the C-suite can't ignore social anymore. But but not only that, if it's such an opportunity they're missing for their Mm -hmm. to to interact with their employees, to lead and be leaders for their employees, to lead by Mm -hmm. example and to make an impression on their consumers.
0: Right. You know, and, and when there's been a negative post, if you don't respond, then usually other negative posts appear you know they they oh yeah this is a horrible place we got bad service yada 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 but if you took that step to to fix it or at least apologize or do whatever then your supporters post. And, and then that ball gets rolling in the other direction. And, and I, it really does baffle me when I see businesses that think I'm, I'm just going to ignore it and it will go away. Um, you know, and, and because it doesn't, it, it it always kind of lurks there. Right.
1: You like, what I like to say is you can, again, you can ignore the trolls and, and, Mm -hmm. and that,
0: and that, even that,
1: not always, but, Right. You know, I like to wait and see because what I've learned is if you've built strong relationships, if you've been mm-hmm. interactive. and Your engaged, friends will jump exactly. in. Exactly. Your, fan, your fans, your followers, your customers will jump in and support you. And usually right. if you just, you know, you take a breath mm-hmm. and, and, and give them a chance. And then if they don't, you know, remember, here's the beauty of social, is that when I'm standing in front of you, if you're at the counter at my store or you're, mm-hmm. if you show up in my office and you're screaming at me and I stand there with my arms folded for 10 minutes and think about it, I'm done. But on social, yes. you can do that. You can go to your mm-hmm. boss. You can reach out to people right, around right. you and ask advice. You can say, what's, the, you don't have to answer within seconds. Mm-hmm. And, but, but truth be told, you answer under an hour and you're like a rock star in the business. Right,
0: right, right. You know, and, and sometimes your answer is, we'll get that answer for you, you know, but, and then maybe you come back, you know, in an hour or a day or whenever later. But it, it is, again, about that acknowledgement. People want to know that they were heard, you know, that's, and it's, it's as simple as that. Um, absolutely. Great. Well, you know, one of the things you mentioned is getting the senior executives involved and, and, you know, making sure that it's kind of this culture in the, the business. And, and I watched your, your video online and you talk about empowering your employees because they will power your brand. And let's, let's really talk about that because we have so many business owners who are absolutely, totally terrified that their employees will either post something embarrassing or, you know, won't post it all. And I'm one of those people that thinks your employees should be your best advocates and your best brand ambassadors. Now, your
1: employees are your best advocates. And if they're not, there's one of two problems. Either you have the wrong employees or you have the wrong right. product. Now mm-hmm. let's face something. I don't care how good your marketing is if your product sucks you you're you're done okay so, you can't
0: put lipstick on that pig. No, you
1: can't I mean, you can do it for a short period of time mm-hmm. but you know you not, not any kind of long especially in today's dating, because things get shared so quickly so mm-hmm. the so when there's a lot of criticism criticism or you have a problem, you have to fix your product first mm-hmm. and then you need to. Obviously, go out and let people know about that. But if you're, you know, your employees are such a valuable resource. First of all, I will tell you this. Most employees want to love their company. Right. They, want to, they want to tell people that they like where they work. People don't want to complain. But more importantly, people don't want to hear their complaints. They much prefer mm-hmm. to hear, oh, my God, my company is so great. And not only that, but they trust people when they say, hey, my company's products are really great. I mean, I've done that. I call up somebody and go, listen, you know, I'm about to do this. Tell me the truth. You're at Microsoft. Does this thing suck? Or is it, Mm -hmm. no, 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 I'm telling you, we really did a great job this time, we figured out the bugs, or whether it's Apple or other companies, and what you have to do is you have to start, first of all, create a great product, and then you have to start empowering them, but here's where it has to go a step further, and you know, I'm on the board of a company called Dynamic Signal, and in my opinion, they have the best employee advocacy platform available, and that's where I joined them, but the reason they wanted me involved was not just because I talk a lot about employee advocacy, but because I preach to companies that it's not just about getting your employees or Hoping your employees or, empower, or empowering your employees even to share. It's helping them grow their own influence and their own personal right. brand. Because the more powerful their brand and influence is, the more powerful your company is. I mean, let's just mm-hmm. do some simple math. You know, you have 200 employees. If the average employee has 100 followers on social media, Okay, mm-hmm. then you have X amount of people that they can reach out to. But if the average employee in your group has two thousand followers on social media, mm-hmm. and think even more importantly, if out of those two thousand a lot of people listen to them, they have influence, then what you need to be doing is and there's there's three parts of this equation. There's number one, teaching them how to use social platforms. So bringing right. in people that train them and show them how to use Twitter, how to use Instagram, how, how to, how to build a following, how to engage with people. Then it's helping them grow that following. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then part of both of that, when you're learning how to use it, you're learning how to be influential how to engage with people and then surfacing people in your organization who, and helping them become experts. Mm-hmm. You know, in other words, finding these people. There's a buddy of mine runs a company called Brightmore. He built the consulting division for Edelman and he went oh. off and he was, he was doing kind of the same stuff he did for Edelman and he was helping companies with their marketing and their strategy. And what he started, he kept pointing to them about, because he was obviously talking a lot about content marketing and building a content hub, and he was mm-hmm. telling them about experts and finally he realized he started a group that helps find the people within your company that have mm-hmm. the potential to become experts in their field.
0: Right. And, and it could be somebody in the mail room. Yes. It could be somebody, you know, it's, and, and I think that's where companies limit themselves as they think, oh, well, you know, we should only train the sales, the marketing, you know, it, it's not, it's, it's anybody who works there. And, you know, clearly there are some industries where you really have to do training and there are rules. I mean, you know, there's, there's healthcare, there's financial services, things like that, where you have to make sure that they are trained properly because you could get in big trouble, but you know, it it's it is a simple task to train people, and like you said, they they want to love their company, they want to talk about it, so give them the tools to no, do there's, so.
1: there's absolutely, and, and yes, you know, look. Educate them. Let them know you'll help them build their own personal brand. You mm-hmm. know, uh, and, and, but then create a social policy that embraces your employees' personal right. brand, mm-hmm. that gives them guidelines so that they know mm-hmm. what they can do and they can't do. But mm-hmm. here's a real important thing. And I was in a conversation on another podcast, and, and we had this great conversation because this guy, the, where this went was that most social media policies focus almost 100% on what you can't do.
0: Right. Instead of, you can't post this. You instead can't Instead of on what you
1: can
0: mm-hmm.
1: do. Right. Always Look, you and I know this. As a leader, what you want to focus on is positive, is how to mm-hmm. make people better, how to help them increase their following. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's just so important, and it's so incredibly overlooked. Right. And, and to me, it's just something that you really need to be doing, and you really need to be helping. And it, by the way, they're doing it anyway, even if you think they're not. Mm-hmm. Right. They all have second and third screens. They're all getting online yeah. at home. They're all bitching and moaning. If they're unhappy. Uh-huh. they're complaining. If they're happy, they're talking. Why not give them the megaphone to do yes. it in the right way yes. and the training to help them do it better? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just so important. To do right. that. And it's so overlooked. And I got to tell you, 90% of the companies right now that have embraced employee advocacy, that realize mm-hmm. that it's such a great thing, all they're doing is looking at what they can get out of their employees instead of what they can give their employees. Right. And there's, there's right. an old slide you might have seen. It's in a lot of presentations, it gets posted on social platforms all the time. It's C- C- CFO says to CEO, What if we train them and they leave? And CEO says to CFO, What if we don't and they stay? Right. And by the way, that's, and that's key. And you brought up a great point about the mailroom guy. This is the age of influence where anybody can build a mm-hmm. brand, affect change, and make a difference. Don't think because the guy's in the mailroom, he's not an expert on travel, uh, on on, right. on, tools, on building, on even your business, and you don't even know it.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and it's not and by the way, just this, who he knows, it's who,
1: who knows those people. By the way, I, I, think, you never I think we're showing our age. Is there even a mailroom anymore?
0: I don't know. I think in the big companies there must still be, <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, it's it is one of those things where everybody is so interconnected. So you might think, oh, you know, this is just the the dishwasher, the mailroom, and, and I'm using those terms as in you know things that people tend to look down upon, you know, and, and they're just as important. And, and I firmly believe that they are just as important, but sometimes people think, yeah, you know, they're not an executive level position. So, but you know, who are they married to? Who's their neighbor? Who is their brother, their sister? You know, some of those can really lead to to something bigger and, and better. No, absolutely.
1: And not only that, you know, uh, now granted, there is still a digital divide and there are the have-nots, there's no doubt. But with, mm-hmm. with but there's so many people online right now that what happens with social is a lot of those lines of division disappear. A, a right. lot of people are communicating with people. They have no idea what strata of life they're in mm-hmm. or what they're doing. Plus, stratas of life have changed so much. People are doing mud runs and they're riding motorcycles and they're doing it mm-hmm. with the guy that's the janitor because he's running right. next to you. And, and mm-hmm. guess what? You have a beer with him after you talk about stuff. A A lot of that has has really disappeared in that respect. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it would be nice if it was really having an effect on our world, because I was just commenting, mm-hmm. I'm going to go off on a tangent right now, because I, I just <laughs> want to throw something out there. I was with a friend yesterday, and we, we were talking about a lot of how things have evolved and how incredible these platforms are, and she runs strategy for A&E networks. And I walked mm-hmm. by the TV on the way to the men's room, and it was talking about North and South Korea. A- mm-hmm. And I said to myself, you know what? Companies and, and people a- 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 have, have learned to communicate and how things are changing, but you know what? governments haven't and it's such right. a pity that the world is not a better place the way the business world has become a better place mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. oh my god russia uh, you know uh, what's going on in russia and south and north korea and all over the world and then in our own politics with people jumping on the trump bandwagon And i, I don't i'm not even commenting on who should be elected and who shouldn't but the fact that mm-hmm. all of a sudden they're talking about immigrants and how they shouldn't be in this country i mean like Oh my God! We just haven't gotten better in that respect, and that's right. that's unfortunate. So I just, mm-hmm. I wanted to do my little rant there, so I got <laughs> it off my chest. But we need to be we need to take this just out of our living rooms, and we need to also start making the world a better place.
0: Right? You know, and, and the cool thing is we can do that, especially because of social media. Um, you know, and and it's got this big reach. And whether you're just posting for your business or for your personal. You know, we're connected with everybody. You know, I've, the, the statistics change, but let's just say we're connected with everybody. And, you know, we can make a difference. It's it's funny. I uh, On one of my other programs, I was talking to um, Andrea Weckerly about being civil online and how to behave yourself and be nice. You know, and, and one of the things we mentioned was the fact that, and we both decided maybe we were a little Pollyanna, but people want to help other people. You know, yes, you have the haters, you have the trolls, you have the people who just think it's funny, but for the most part, people want to help other people. And, and that is the cool thing about social media is, you know, you can do that. I mean, look at the, the ALS challenge from last summer where, I mean, that just was phenomenal and it was simply because of social media that that was such a huge success. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean,
1: and, you know, and what, I, what I'm really glad is that for a while there were all these copycats thinking they could do everything exactly the same way. And they right. learned that it was the uniqueness that made it special, mm-hmm. that it wasn't just, I mean, you know, we still haven't figured out how does something go viral. I love in a meeting mm-hmm. when someone says, oh, I'm glad we're doing this, but one of the end requirements is it must go viral. All right. well, almost by saying that, you're almost ensuring yourself it won't. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, it's it's uh, well. I won't liken it to the. I won't use the metaphor I was going to use, um, or the example. But you know, when you when you when you go out with that attitude that it has to be this end result, it just makes it very difficult. You need to mm-hmm. go out with a very open and attitude, just like I say, do for others without expectation of anything directly in return, and you'll be amazed at the return you'll get, right? Because right. everyone wants yeah. to do when they're not being asked to do.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and it is so easy to do that when you're keeping the relationship in mind, as opposed to the bottom line in mind. Yes, yes. You know, and and one of the things also when we're talking about employers and employees, talk about your employees online. You know, I love it when I go to somebody's business Facebook page and they've shown the photo of the team softball match or, you know, the birthday parties. You know, that comes back to that trust factor. I know who works there. You know, it, it, do I know them? No, I've never met them in real life. But hey, their birthday is the same as my birthday. So they must be a cool person. You know, and, and employers get so caught or businesses, I should say, get so caught up in we have to sell online that they forget that it is that relationship. It's letting people know who's, you know, who's your employee of the month? What's going on? Yeah,
1: Deb, you've made this, such an important point. There, there, I believe the line between business and personal has disappeared. A- right. And it's even gone beyond that. People want to know who the people at the companies they're working with are as people. And when you, mm-hmm. sh- as simply as like what you just said, pictures of the softball game, or pictures from inside the office, or, you know, what, what Mary or, or Deb or Ted is doing today, or, you know, this is what we did on our last vacations. It's amazing. Mm -hmm how people feel connected like what i people like to say no one wants to be friends with a brand but i disagree with that they want to be friends with people at the brand or they want to right. feel connected to them and when they feel that the brand has a human face to it they feel mm-hmm. that much more connected and it's so easy to do and you again you hit it perfectly oh that's not on brand that's not in our color palette that's not what it's supposed to be and i hear this every day i go in with companies and i start sometimes they even let me get involved in their social or start doing some of their tweets for them and all of a sudden i'll get a frantic call from someone, going, oh my God, you know, why are you tweeting about blah, blah, blah? blah? We don't sell that. And I'm like, so by right. the way, did you notice that you doubled your following in the last two weeks and that mm-hmm. people are actually engaging with you because they don't want to talk about dishwasher soap? Mm-hmm. You know, they want to talk about, you know, being proud of their home. Right. Or they want to talk about something else that's related to that. Like I tell financial services companies all the time, uh, I, you know, look, I get the constraints and I get mm-hmm. the compliance issues. So don't talk about that. Talk about what people do with their Talk mm-hmm. about travel. Talk about college education. Talk about things that you can talk about. Don't talk about how they should invest their money. Talk about lifestyle. I, I, right. I, and I say the same thing to healthcare companies. You don't have to talk about the pharmaceuticals. And by the way, nobody wants to hear about them. <laughs> My God, did you ever see those commercials? If you try this, you know, let us know if you have diarrhea your heart's. I know. You don't wake up after three hours like, hello. <laughs> what they want to hear about is how it'll improve their, like, about their lifestyle and, 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 mm-hmm. and about things they can do and, and living a longer, healthier life and, and, mm-hmm. and Pilates and yoga and things like that. And by the way, all of a sudden you'll have an engaged audience that are, right. like, we're not, every brand I've ever been with, I believe in, in building them around my personal brand. And I've had fights at companies. My last Mm -hmm. company that I'm still the shareholder in, the mentioned, collective bias, the the, Mm -hmm. the major shareholder there who financed the company, used to order me, in your presentations, you must have five slides detailing what we do, (laughs) and I go, no nobody's gonna wanna hear me speak then. Mm-hmm. But what I do do is I put the name of our company around everything I talk about, return a relationship, looking people in the right. eye digitally, how to connect and engage, and then guess what? They come up to me after the presentation or during the question and answer session, they say, tell me about collective bias. Like, what are you doing mm-hmm. there? But if I start right. preaching about it, they don't wanna hear about it. But if you right. provide good content that brings them there, I mean, look, this is just all branded marketing. This is, this is masterpiece theater. Remember that? Yes, it's storytelling. Thank you. And it brings people involved. That's why brands still sponsor TV shows and sporting mm-hmm. events. And guess what? These are very sophisticated companies. Apple doesn't buy the, the, the billboard over the Lincoln Tunnel for millions and millions of dollars because it
0: doesn't work. Right. And and the whole story thing, I mean, it it is it's caveman. You know, we told stories, and as you were talking about this, I was thinking about you know old school marketing and and uh, the commercials, and these would have been probably in the '80s. So <clears throat> really dating myself, the butter commercials, and it was a man and a wife, and you only saw the the tub of butter and their hands, and and actually they started out as boyfriend and girlfriend, and these commercials ran for years and told the story of. You know, they they you know had a date. They buttered their toast. You know, they did all the and they, and they kept telling the story with the but. And darned if you didn't start tuning in because it kept going further. You know, and then pretty soon we had little wedding bells and and then little baby hands. <laughs> and I mean, they were selling butter, but it told the story.
1: Oh, absolutely, story like you said, storytelling. You know, I speak a lot around the world and around the country, and, and most of the time when I speak, I integrate personal stories into it. And, and, mm-hmm. and I can't tell you that, I mean, very often people say to me, oh my God, like, did, don't you have a story about your daughters in Adobe? We didn't hear that. And I'm like, well, I only have 20 minutes this time. I can't tell you <laughs> every mm-hmm. story. But it's, it's people share those things, and people talk about those things, and it's amazing. It's, the way, it's also a way for people to remember things. When they hear a story, it, it goes deeper into their psyche than just saying this product is good. Mm-hmm. And it's so important and so many companies are overlooking it or they think the storytelling has to be just, they think of it as informational instead of a story. Mm-hmm. They think of it as like, well, we didn't, we didn't give them all the facts and figures. That's not what they want. Because right. most of us don't listen to facts and figures. We tune out. It's stories that, get, that capture our attention.
0: Well, and when we hear the story, we think, ooh that happened to me or it happened to a friend or, you know, and and as long as you're, you can, you can embellish, you know, you can do some things so that the story does kind of, you know, flow a little bit better. But as long as you're not saying this is, you know, 100% factual and it happened this way, because sometimes you do those to, to add to the story, but it does, it makes us think that's me. Wow, Ted had the same problem I did. You know and and then it's like okay, now I really have to pay attention to Ted because He's like me
1: you know and this goes toward leadership within your company I mean Deb it's clear that you've been that you've been a leader that you've whether, whether it was as a teacher or, or you know as a manager because the best way to get someone to, to relate to you and understand that you're trying to help them is by relating it to yourself I mean yes. you know I do that all the time especially when it's something that's really critical and tough to hear I will mm-hmm. always say you know what I, I, I did the same exact things you did for years you know, when I was 28 years old, I always was a bull in a china shop. And I, you know, I, for me, it was like, we're doing it the wrong way. Why do I have to explain why? And, mm-hmm. and I, when I tell that story to, to a 26 or 28-year-old who I'm trying to explain something to you, it personalizes it for them. It makes it feel yes. like, you're not, like you're not pointing them out. I try to say, you know, one of the things I talk about is when you're a leading and when you're trying to teach, try to be a coach and a mentor versus a boss. Right. And you'll be, be, I mean, look, I I get it. There are times where you have to be a boss, just like Mm -hmm. there's times where you have to be a parent and not a friend, where you have to Mm -hmm. say, no, I don't have time to explain, do it this way. Mm-hmm. But the majority of the time, if you're known as a leader that leads by example, that explains, that mentors, that coaches, it's going to get you so much farther. I mean, I just visited my high school wrestling coach in Arizona. I'm 57 years old, Deb. I've been, I have known this man since I was in sixth grade, 11 years old. He has, uh-huh. he has been a part of my life. Him and his wife. I mean, my mother used to say that 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 they were my saviors, you know. And mm-hmm. and and this is the kind of coach who always led by example, who always taught. Who now later in life, he's he's realized because he's become a vegan. He had some heart issues. And he realized that he was a health teacher, that maybe some of the things he taught that we thought were the right things back in the day are not now. And he's mm-hmm. willing to accept that and not say, sure. no, I he, and, and he never says, oh, that's what I was told to say. He says, you know what? I should have researched it further, but I'm glad mm-hmm. I know better now and I'm trying to pass it along.
0: Right. You know, and, and it's that empathy and that, you know, that feeling of authenticity, too, you know, because we all know when somebody's pulling our leg, like, yeah, right, that didn't happen to you. But when somebody is true, and, and especially sometimes if something went wrong and they're saying, this is this is what happened. And or, you know, because nobody's perfect and I don't want to hear that somebody's perfect. But, you know, when when I feel like them, I do associate more with them.
1: No, I, absolutely. And and you know what? It, it also humanizes you and right. everybody look, it, it's, it's, you know, the Brian Kramer's hashtag H to H it's, it's human to human. And and mm-hmm. to me, that's what return relationship is all about. It, it's about cutting through those things. And here's a mistake people make. They hear me talk about return relationship or they read something or, and they think I'm saying it's R O R or the has, mm-hmm. the hashtag I use is R O N R. And that's a whole other mm-hmm. story, a whole other story why it's not R O R. But, mm-hmm. but it, it, it's, R O R and R. It's not versus mm-hmm. ROI. It, enhan- right. it enhances yes. ROI. It's like the watering can over the garden. Mm-hmm. And if you t- do things that produce ROI, but you add a relationship aspect to it, it will mm-hmm. it will flourish.
0: Yes. You know, and, and and people will come back and they will tell other people about it. And and it really doesn't take that much effort. You know, there's there's the old saying that, you know, it, it's easier to keep current clients than to find new ones. and Not, not uh, only and I, easier, it's a lot cheaper. Right. You know, they already know you. Hopefully they love you and trust you and, and they're loyal to you. And, and I think so many times though businesses get caught up in the, well, I'm done with you, so now I have to go on to the next thing. Well, now I'm done with you, so I have to go on to the next thing. And they forget that their best brand advocates, you know, maybe all of those things that we've been talking about are the people you already have that relationship with. Absolutely, and you know
1: what? Look, there has been studies done on this, and the numbers go anywhere from it costs three to five times more to acquire a new customer than to keep one. But let's even get, let's forget the research, and let's just talk mm-hmm. about common sense. Right. Once you have something, it's always easier to not to go out and get another one. I mean, and why, and not only that, why wouldn't you want to keep your current and add to that? Mm-hmm. So keep the people happy and make sure you focus on those people who are your customers. Look, we all do this. We all, everything that's new, we tend to pay more attention to, right. whether it's a, you know, a husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, new car, new house. But, but those of us who really grow everything around us are the ones that take time to nurture the things we have and recognize that. Mm-hmm. And it's not always easy to do because we all tend to take for granted what we have already. You know, I, mm-hmm. I like to say that that brands are from Mars and consumers are from Venus. Mm-hmm. And brands have to learn how to communicate differently. The same way men, I, yes, I am saying the brands are the men who, mm-hmm. who are, tend to be ignorant and, and don't pay attention <laughs> and don't listen and don't build relationships and don't engage. And the women are obviously are much more interested in a conversation, in engaging, in sharing. And brands have to learn that and they have to start becoming they have to learn how to communicate different just like the book teaches you with men and women mm-hmm. companies have to learn the same thing that that consumers are like women whether they're men or women they want to be mm-hmm. they want attention paid to them they want to know that their money is buying something they they want to know that you care about them after the fact that you don't just want to sell it to them and forget them after they buy it and that's why customer service is not only important to keep someone with the product, but it needs to be a part of the marketing process because mm-hmm. what better time to talk to somebody than when they need something? Right. So I like to talk about. Look, I, I, I'm a you know I'm am a divorced dad, and and I treasure the time that the attention I get from my daughters. But whether you're mm-hmm. a divorced dad or a regular dad, you know that the best time to really communicate with a teenage daughter, or son, but I I, mm-hmm. I think daughters are a little bit tougher, and maybe I'm prejudiced because I have two daughters. But you know my <laughs> daughters know that if they stick out their hand and ask for money mm-hmm. and then turn their back on me. Nothing is going to hit the palm. Right. But they know now they've got to pay attention to me. So now I've mm-hmm. got a captive audience. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not, now, what I'm not saying is I'm not saying leverage that by saying you must do this in order to get this. What I'm doing is now is the perfect time to market to them. So mm-hmm. don't drink and drive. If you're with someone and they're drinking, call me, I'll come pick you up. And they're listening. Mm-hmm. Why are they listening to every word? Because they're waiting for me to say how much I'll give them. So Mm -hmm. they're not missing a word. And this is the same with consumers. When they call up your customer service line because they have a problem, they are listening to every word out of your mouth and how you pass it along to them. So this is the best time in the world to market to them. So in other words, part of that marketing is listening to them, is taking their problems seriously, is Mm -hmm. trying to resolve it, is giving them a timely resolution whether you fix it for them or not. And, and by the way, you can't, Most of uh, my, probably the majority of the time, you can't necessarily fix it, but they're really concerned with you paying attention, explaining to them, and listening, and taking that concern, and then mm-hmm. doing what you can to fix it. And so that, to me, is one of the biggest disconnects we have in most companies, especially big companies, because in smaller family-owned or smaller businesses, a lot of these things come together, is that customer service is a separate silo from marketing. And mm-hmm. it really should report into the chief marketing officer. Right, because you're out there as the brand officer saying we love you, we're going to do anything to keep you happy, and then customer service is just trying to get you off the phone because they're they're rewarded differently. Right, right. And to me, that's got to change. But more importantly, we've got to start thinking of it as an opportunity instead of a call center.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, it's it's like we talked about earlier. You might not solve that person's problem, but everybody else who's watching wants, or reading, or you know, listening wants to see how that problem is solved. Yes, indeed you know and 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 again it's sometimes it's just acknowledging them you know whether it's hey thanks or oh we'll fix it or you know all those various I'm things i'm
1: telling you exponentially you reach more people via the lurkers and the readers than you do via the engagers and i want to tell you something they're at very often they're actually the people you want cuz they're the ones that are listening mhm the right. ones that they are...
0: they looked for the information yes exactly right well, you know, one of the problems I think that we have seen, and, and you've addressed this in, in your book, is the fact that we we do get impersonal, you know, and, and, and we're kind of slipping. And so you've got this whole new book and this concept about how to look people in the eye digitally. You know, remember there's a person on the other side of that monitor and all of those things. So walk us through some of the, the tips that you have For us to remember that, hello, there is a person that we're communicating with.
1: Well, you know, first I say is that this year and next have to be the years of doing what I call looking people in the eye digitally. Because the last few decades of marketing tactics have made us lazy communicators. You know, Mm -hmm. most often we don't even pay attention to who we're talking to other than via the data we collect. And even that's a maybe. Okay, and in order to fix this, we're really... and really start to benefit from social relationships, both as mm-hmm. individuals and companies, we need to start looking people in the eye digitally. And I like to say we don't need to fit our world to digital. We need to fit digital to our world. And What does that mean? It means calling people by name. It means looking at their profiles. It means actually getting to know who they are. This is not rocket science, people. This is, I, I, I this mean, is
0: salesman 101. You know,
1: look, I like to tell people the best social media book ever written and a book that everybody on this call and everybody who listens to this – iTunes on iTunes has to buy. And I have copies of it on my iPad, my iPhone. I have an original old copy sitting on my mantle. I have a copy on my coffee table. And the clue is it was written in 1936.
0: And let me guess how to win friends and influence people
1: (laughs) by Dale Carnegie. And, you know, Mm -hmm. people, they think I'm going to name somebody like Chris Brogan or Brian Solis or God forbid myself, but it's not. It's a book that was written so long ago and truth be told it's more relevant today yes. than the day it was written cuz back then maybe you met 100 people in your lifetime now you're mm-hmm. meeting 100 people a millisecond and let's take let's just think listen to dale cuz this is nothing different than dale carnegie for the digital age just call people by name no word in any language is sweeter to anybody's ears than the sound of their own name follow me on twitter right. follow me on facebook text me, email me, and you'll see that almost always I include your name in the response. Even if I have Mm -hmm. to search for it, even if it's not readily available on your profile, I will click Mm -hmm. on links, I will try to find it. I will also go to make sure I'm using the right name because you might have Deborah in your Twitter handle, but Mm but you might clearly call yourself Deb. And I, right. I want to call. I mean, I can't always find that out. And and by the way, but I also will listen if you reply back and mm-hmm. sign yourself Deb, and I called you Deborah. I will mm-hmm. make sure to next time call you Deb, and I will mark that in my contacts file even. And mm-hmm. yes, it's harder. And look at people's profiles. I mean, you'll again, follow me on Twitter. You'll see I make comments about things. If you're, from, if you're from a city, I might mention something about how much I love San Francisco. Or if you're from Park City, Utah, I'll say I love to ski. I won't even mention Park City. But you will know that I looked at where you were from because you know it wasn't mm-hmm. a coincidence that I said I love skiing. But that's mm-hmm. my way of telling you that I'm paying attention. Right. That I'm looking at who you are, that I'm looking you in the eye digitally and there's no excuse anymore. So when I was a kid, I was right out of college and I was working at this company and I, you know, I was close with my dad and he calls me up, he goes, So when do you have your first appointment? you know and, and I'm like, Well Friday he goes, Okay, so what time is the appointment? I said ten o'clock. He goes, When are you going over there? I said, I don't know, about ten to nine. He goes, No. You go over there at nine o'clock you mm-hmm. walk around the neighborhood, you look and see what stores and what restaurants are in the neighborhood, then go up into the building, look at the board and see what other companies in the building, then get mm-hmm. to the office at least half an hour early. And if you can get really lucky, get his secretary or her secretary or assistant to get you into the office early so you can look at photos and diplomas and find a point of connection. Something that you can share. Now, there's no excuse anymore because you don't have to go to somebody's office anymore to do this. Mm -hmm. You can find it all online. And if you haven't Mm -hmm. done your research, as simple as going to Google, Mm -hmm. then you don't deserve to make that sale or build that relationship or make that connection.
0: Well, and, and, you know, I always tell people, tell them, hey, you know, I saw on LinkedIn that yada, 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 um, one of the, the you know, so that they don't think you were a stalker, but it's, it is, it's that little extra, you know, I, I was working with someone one time who they were trying to close a big deal and they saw on, on LinkedIn that this person was a sports fan and I said, okay, so, you know, find out what their team is, go buy a mug, put chocolate in it, you know, so that you didn't spend a lot, you don't want them to freak out that you were spending a whole bunch of money. And, and then just say, you know, Hey, I saw on Facebook that you happen to be a big fan of the Braves, thought you might like a new mug, period. That's, you know, you don't go any further with it. And then maybe you do close that big deal. They get box seats. I mean, you know, all those things, but again, you paid attention to them and you've got that initial connection, whether it's that you're a parent that, you know, you went to the same school you went to an opposing school. I've had fun conversations with those people. Um, Oh,
1: absolutely. My, my ex business partner is a dookie.
0: And, uh, oh. oh, my
1: God, the people from North Carolina and everywhere else over the country. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a relationship builder. It's a right. door opener. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it allows engagement. It makes people feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And it's right. so important. It's, it's
0: an icebreaker. Yes. Um, you know, and, and I think in, in many cases, it, it's kind of like a first date. You, know, you, you want to have researched them a little bit so that they know that, you know, you're interested in a second date.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: You know, so, and it doesn't take that much time. I mean, you know, you you talk in here about, you know, finding something in their bios and and then look at at former posts. You know, we're not talking spending hours doing this. Now, obviously, it depends on what it is. If it's a really big deal, yes, you might want to spend hours doing it. But then the big thing, and, and I love this, is that it still has to be authentic. You know, you can't say, oh, I'm a big college sports fan, and then they ask you something and you go, uh...
1: Oh, Exactly. You know, you don't want to be inauthentic or if you mm-hmm. are getting into something you don't know about. I once had, I was once working on a sale to a guy at Kroger's and a guy mm-hmm. I knew said, oh my God, the guy is the biggest NASCAR fan ever. Mm-hmm. And I schooled up on NASCAR mm-hmm. and I legitimately got into it. Like I picked a driver and... So, so, you know, authenticity is important. You're 100% correct. And, and and then another thing, another little trick I like to do, and, and I use the word trick just because I really mean a, a shortcut or a way to show people you care is every day serendipitously, I go into my, my profile, uh, I mean, my different followings, and I retweet mm-hmm. someone I don't know, or I make a comment on something on a Facebook page, or I do things just to make people feel good. And then guess what happens? They recognize mm-hmm. that. Either they talk about it to others, they don't necessarily come back to me, or they reach out to me. I mean, something new I'm doing is I have another site besides tedrubin.com, return And I'm starting to do some work with it to make it a little bit more of a, of a business hub. And I send out a newsletter from tedrubin.com um, mm-hmm. every Sunday. And I'm, now I'm going to start doing something from Return Relationship, but it's going to be very focused on that. So it's going to be uh, obviously something from me. And it's going to be a, a simple little story, not like what I do in my other newsletter. And then every week I'm going to feature somebody that is surprised that I'm featuring them. Cool. Because what's that? It's return on relationship.
0: Yes. Yes. You know, and, and and because people trust you, then they're going to know, oh, well, you know, if Ted's talking about Sue, that must mean that Sue's a pretty good person too. Exactly. You're, you're giving them the bona fides. You're, I know. I know. And that's great. Well, and then to me, one of the next steps is if if you can take it offline you know send somebody a handwritten note i it was funny i saw on facebook today somebody did a post and she said oh my gosh my friend is on vacation and she sent me a postcard <laughs> and when was the last time we ever did something like that? Right.
1: Absolutely. Or send them a package. It's so easy these days. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a buddy named Brian Fanzo, I, social fans, on Twitter and on, 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 on Periscope and on, on, on Snapchat. He's an amazing guy, millennial, incredibly smart. He's got three beautiful little girls that I mm-hmm. was fortunate enough to spend a little time with when I was in, in Arizona. And I just sent them like a box of Play-Doh and some stuff. Mm-hmm. And I got a video back from him of them opening the box and, like, how excited they were. Little girls running around the house. So, mm-hmm. you know, I went out of the way and sent him this this package. And instead of mm-hmm. me just getting a quick little note on Twitter or something, I got photos. I got videos back. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm probably going to post it on my page later. So is, he tells me it's okay. So you you might see it. But oh, th- that's ways to touch people. And then when people mm-hmm. see you do that, they feel like they're a part of it, too. Like, it could have just as easily been them.
0: Mm-hmm right you know, and and it stands out because it's so infrequently done, no absolutely, and that's why I tell people
1: in your audience start replying and conversing with people on Facebook from your business, and you will be you will be amazed at the results
0: mm-hmm. you know, and and again, it's simple, it's easy, folks. this is not rocket science, you're just going and you're saying, hey, thanks, you know, great that you stopped by or even just clicking the like button because it tells you you know x business page. Liked your post and you're, oh, wow. 100%. And,
1: and you just you wouldn't believe how, what that does, how it spreads. The people that, you know, there's so many people out there that are not people that you know are even following your page, especially if you open it up, you know, as a person, mm-hmm. as an individual, my Facebook page, anybody can come there. I can't tell you, I, I walk into places all over the world where people know my writing, know my thing, know my stuff, make a comment, say that they've been reading my things, and I don't even know that they're there.
0: Right. Because they were the lurkers. Yes. And, and you know, and, and it is, every once in a while, it's, it kind of bothers me when a, a lurker will say something. But I think, you know what, I've put it out there. I shouldn't be surprised that somebody paid attention to it. Absolutely. You should be, you should be honored. I mean, I'm even honored when people copy my stuff.
1: Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I have all these guys, oh my God, they're so worried that, oh, that's my, my thing is human to human, and they used it, and they didn't give me credit. I'm like, who cares? They're, they're right. putting it out. People use Return Relationship all the time, and I love it. I have a list mm-hmm. of like 50 blog posts where Return Relationship is mentioned, no
0: mention of me, no link. I, I love, them. I share them. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and it's, it, it is about building those relationships and, you know, maybe they didn't mean to copy you or, you know, all those various things, but I'm honored you know, that we've, they, we've got to get over
1: it. I'm honored it. that they did. I want people to make that part of their conversation. Therefore, right. if people do, then it becomes part of that. And that's a good thing. And by the way, judging by all the people that write to me and say, oh my God, did you see so-and-so wrote this and didn't give you credit? That means, <laughs> no, but that's great because that means- They are paying attention. And they see it as mine. Like you don't yep. have to be given credit when you do your job, when you get out there and you're ver- and you aggressively take ownership of something. And it's the reason I write my books. I t- now that those terms become owned by me yes. and people yep. give you credit for them. You don't have to worry about it. People are thinking of you anyway when
0: they see them. Mm-hmm. Well, Ted, Holy cow. This has been so cool. And the time has flown because I've been having such a great time talking with you and we're we're done i i can't believe it i can't believe it either in so, an hour huh I know. Huh. So tell people how they find you online.
1: I'm simple. I mean, it's as simple as Googling Ted Rubin. The first five or 10 pages are are, are me, except for the 98-year-old Medal of Award winner from World War II. I, I saw him. Yep. I thought
0: that was pretty that,
1: That's not me. Um, but I'm real easy. It's at Ted Rubin on Twitter, at Ted Rubin on, on Instagram, at Ted Rubin on Facebook. You know, it's Ted Rubin everywhere. It's it's Ted Rubin at Gmail. My phone number is 516-270-5511. Uh, Uh, Feel free to call. Nobody does because you're all afraid of the phone, but you'd be surprised at how effective it can still be. Um, And the last piece of advice I will give people is try this once, okay? Because all of you guys don't realize you all have smartphones and you've got an app on that phone that most of you don't even realize it's there. It's 10 digits, 0 to 9 and if you press on 7 to 10 of them you can actually <laughs> hear somebody's voice. It's remarkable, okay? Oh. You don't have to use a motor constant express emotion. You can laugh, you can cry, you can yell, you can whisper. So I'm going to give you a challenge. For the next 30 days every day pick up the phone and call someone you haven't spoken to or heard from in a while and just say hello. And, and, and open up with the words, I want To say hello, is there anything I can do to support you?
0: Right. And you will make their day. And you'll be
1: surprised at how it will scale because people will tell people and talk about the fact that you're doing it.
0: Perfect. Well, I have been having a great time talking with Ted Rubin. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Thanks for listening to Deb Career, your social media friend. Tune in next time to listen to more great tips, techniques, and trends for using social media.
1: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.